0: You're thankful to know the one that's greater than all. Devil's not bigger than he is. There's not a sickness, amen, that's bigger than him. There's not a sin that's bigger than he is. There's not a valley or a mountain or anything else that you can think of, amen, that's greater than our King and greater than our Lord. Isn't it great to be here on this Sunday morning to feel the presence of the Lord and the touch of Jesus Christ in our lives? Oh, what would we would do today if we didn't have a place like this to come? to bond together, to join together, petition the throne room of heaven and feel the presence of the Lord. Oh, We'd all be lunatics and we'd be looking for other avenues and means and ways but I'm thankful this morning. We got Jesus Christ and the umps and the power of the Holy Ghost. We got the revelation of truth and build upon a sure foundation. We're connected to the chief cornerstone that knows all of our tomorrows. We're connected to a kingdom that's not going to owe any ending and a government that's going to rule over all governments. I'm you we just got a taste and we're sitting in a heavenly place but it's enough. It's enough. It's an earnest but it's enough to persuade me, amen that he's going to fulfill all the promises because all the promises are yea and amen and the Messiah called Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. He's still the healer of every disease. Still the mender of every broken heart. He's the one that can take a mind that's been distorted and twisted by drugs, by the devil, by other things. Amen. And make it sound he's still in the business. He's not, he's not fixing a close up camp. He's not worried about what the bank account looks like. He's not worried about being voted out. He's not worried about a board, a man's a checking on him. He's not had to counsel with nobody. He don't have to talk to nobody. He don't have to talk, get permission from the devil. The devil has to get permission from him, by the way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is the greatest thing that's ever going to happen on this earth outside the rapture of the church. Those that don't think much of a church will find out one day. They're gonna be looking for a church. They're gonna be looking for you and I. We're gonna be gone. They'll come early and they'll stay late, but it won't do them any good. Kind of like when the waters are troubled, you got to move. You got to move the same way this is. Amen. My God's available. Amen. There's opportunity. You gotta move. You gotta step out. You gotta respond. I'm glad we responded. How about you? What a touch of the Lord and the presence of God's here today. Lord bless you. You may be seated. We'll let our classes go back. Appreciate each one of you coming to be a part of this responding. Thank you, Brother Ford. Thank you, singers, musicians. What a beautiful song and beautiful setting. Man, it ties in so well with our lesson today. Anybody thankful for a refuge? A place that you can find strength. Amen. A strength that doesn't matter what the situation might be. It doesn't make any difference. If you, if you and I would just have faith. If you and I would just humble and submit ourselves and, and to the will of God, to the call of God, and, and through obedience. Presenting ourselves, offering ourselves as temples of God, as vessels of the Lord, allowing God to work among us and through us. Our lesson helps us today to understand possibly there's a strong, a strong possibility that uh, as our lesson, a man talks about. Sometimes maybe we are under the impression, if we cross all the Ts and not all the Is, that it would exempt us from trials, and from attacks of the enemy. But as this lesson is going to show us today, that that's not true. Man, every man's going to be tempted. Every man's going to be tried. God Himself will see to that. And then you got as. Apostle Peter put it, you've got an enemy. You've got one that's after you. you got one that wants to rob and take that what you have and what's laid up and stored up for you. He's been kicked out and never going to have the opportunity to regain that it he's lost. And so you and I are taking that place, amen, and to be with our Lord, and to be with our Savior in a place where there will be no temptations and no trials, and no tears. And I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, how about you? I want to be a disciple. I want to be his workmanship. I want to be the vineyard that he'd have me to be, the house that he would have me to be. I want him to be the governor of this house. I want him to be the Lord of this house. I want him to know that this house has been bought by him. It belongs to him. And that you and I would be willing to do what we need to do and ought to do and should do, amen, is preparing Man, you know, the Bible says to gird up your mind. That means to prepare it. And, and I know I've heard this and I heard it this week. And uh, I, I understand that sometimes some people, you know, it's, you know, everybody's not the same. Let me just put it that way. And it doesn't matter how much, how much energy people put into it and all the other things. Everybody's not the same. Man, but thank God we're serving a God that sees and knows it all. And so when we give him our best and we give him our service. Now, now you can't, that can't be an excuse to sin, okay? Well, that's not even what that's about. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And when God gave us commandments in the Word of God, thou shalt not, that's exactly what he meant. And there's consequences when we don't obey that commandment, all right? But at the same time, neither he put more on us than what we can bear. Neither he request or require of us a man, his servants, gave one, 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 two, and one, five, and what did they, the one with two and five doubled, but the one to one just bare it is. When all of a sudden down if would have just took that one and doubled it and used it the best of his ability and let, to, let God, then he wouldn't expect it, amen, five out of him. He didn't expect ten out of him. The Lord himself goes on. He talks about the shepherd and he talks about the sheep and how maybe that one shepherd wouldn't be too content, too happy with that particular sheep. Amen. man, but, but you know what, the one that owns it and has raised it and watched it may be very content, very happy, because you know what, it knows it's, it's done its best, it's given its best, and so it's you and I come and we prepare, it's what that talks about, it's the same way with the horse, you got to prepare the horse, but you can't depend on just the horse to win the battle, even though the horse is prepared for the battle, there needs to be some preparation, but there's got to be a balance there, the horse is not going to win this battle. Man, it's gonna be God. And so we're gonna watch Hezekiah as he makes preparation. But when the final when he's finally set in the battle, Amen, all that preparation is really not what won the battle. It was the Lord. But out of obedience unto the Lord, Amen. Hezekiah began to make the right preparations, headed in the right directions. And you're gonna watch in his life, Amen, especially when you cover all the way from 2 Chronicle 28th chapter talks about Ahaz, his father. We, we, it's, it's a lot to cover. We're going to do our best to cover it. But our refuge and strength. Uh, I believe I can find strength and comfort here that I cannot purchase or buy or find in any other place. Bottom line. So that's one reason I'm, I'm, I would, for us to, we, we as, as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. <laughs> We'll come to the house of God when others, you know, for whatever drop of a hat, they want to miss the house of God. No, we don't want to miss it. Because if, I can find any, if I'm going to find any hope, if I'm going to find any strength, if I'm going to find some answers, if I'm going to find healing, it's here. Amen. I mean, he's, he's he, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of sickness it is. It doesn't matter what kind of situation. It doesn't matter if it's a financial problem. And definitely the only one that can do anything about my sin problems. <laughs> I'm telling you, the earth has nowhere, anywhere, the place you can go and get take care of sin problems. They may have things because, and then a lot of times, all they got is names for them, titles for them, give you a pill, and it's supposed to solve it. <laughs> but not here. Oh, no, this one can wash them away. This one can help us to overcome, and that's the reason we come. This is why the house of God, the place that's set aside and dedicated to come and join together, and I know we can take that a step further. It comes right down to us as individuals, as the temples of the Holy Ghost, as vessels of God and what we prepare ourselves and give ourselves to. That's why it's so important. You see so many writings in the New Testament as well as in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, all the writers, uh, time after time, to different ones and different groups and individuals about choices and who you give yourself to and submit yourself to. Amen. And, and what you allow in. What you, you know, uh, it, it's, it's what's going to mold you. It's what's going to shape you. It's, it's, so it's important to be in the house of God, this place, this house. Amen. To come and worship, magnify him. The lesson's big idea, I will look to God as my refuge and strength. I'm going to look to God. I'm going to look to God. Man, when you get in trouble, you know what? The best thing you can do is look to God. Call on him. Cry out to him. He's a very present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46. We're going to be talking about that whole psalms in just a few minutes. kind of broke up into three different parts, amen, of Sheila, which means pause or take time, meditate, think about what was just written and get it buried into your mind and your heart and your spirit about this God. Amen, in Psalms 46. And and so why? Because this is a place. And uh, if you watched, especially in the last few years, and if you watch our nation, and you—you—you can you, 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 you witness this. Anybody's got any age at all, amen. You can—you can remember, you know, 25, 30 years ago, Sundays, you know, Sunday, everybody was going to church somewhere. They was, you know, for the most part, there was a high percentage, but that percentage has fallen off drastically, amen. And now there's been means and ways, amen, to even make it less, and and, and some of those some of those things, amen. If we're not careful, from the pandemic, amen, is, is pronged and subject to rob us. Amen. Thank God for technology and thank God for means and ways that we can reach out in the highways and the byways, and especially when people that cannot make it to the house of God. I mean, it's impossible. They're sick, they're at work, whatever, they just can't make it. Amen. But you know what? That's not the norm. That's not what God no. God's intent for us, what to, to join, forsake not this assembling of yourselves together. I, I can't tell you how many times that Brother Randy's told me, he said, Man, I enjoyed that and all that. Hey, but every time when he gets through saying that, but he said, It ain't like being there. <laughs> it ain't like being there. Amen. So it's not the same. Amen. It's like being here and watching it, being involved in it, and connected to it. Amen. So so as we, we study this out and watch this, a place of refuge. We we begin to really understand this importance of the house of God to reverence the house of God and, and the place that's been dedicated a place that's been set aside a place that you, you want to make your investments thank you for a few amens out there and a few nods but I'm telling you I, I just tell me, I'm, I'm, can I, I just be honest with you and I'm not I'm, I'm pick on me I just talk about me because that's about the safest thing I can do Hey, I know what it is to be out there, and you don't, can't hardly make it from one paycheck to the next. I remember a time me and Brother Ford went through in the 80s, buddy. We went all over this country. Couldn't get no work anywhere. And in fact, if I hadn't had an older brother in the bank, banking business, I'd have lost my house. But he was in the banking business. And I went and paid just enough to get the interest. And it just kept pushing, pushing. If it hadn't been for food stamps, we'd have starved to death. I'm telling you. I remember. But what what money I got from unemployment, I paid tithes off of it. If I couldn't have paid my electric bill, it wouldn't have mattered. I paid tithes off of it. I knew where my help was going to come from. I knew where my strength was going to come from. And so I was going to be faithful to the house of God. It didn't matter if electric bill got paid or not. And I didn't buy no toys, and I didn't buy nothing else either. I didn't go hunting. I'm just telling you, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried where your heart's at, where your mind's at, where your spirit, where your trust is at. And again, it brings you right back to obedience because if you really trust God, you can't afford not to pay tithes. I'm telling you again this morning, and I'm not a big tithe. I don't, I don't jump on it, but there's, there's some problems here. Some of us don't believe that. Some of us don't believe that God could take 90% of what we got and do more with it than what we can with 100. But I'm telling you, you can't outgive God. You can't, you can't. God wrote it down. Now God ain't got no problem writing it down. And he wrote it in the heavens. It's higher than any man-made court in the whole earth. I don't care how what Supreme Court you go to. This court. It's supreme above it. It rises above it. And whenever it's written in the supreme courts of the heavens, I'm telling you, it'll bring you through. It'll always bring you through. That's the reason when you drag yourself to this house of God by faith and trust him. Amen. Whenever things against you, you got to find some strength and you got to find some help and you've got to find some comfort. Amen. That will pull you out of the valley. So it's so important to understand that, to make these investments out of obedience, to be committed to that, dedicated to that. Psalms 46 and 1 is the focus verse. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In trouble. Amen. I mean, he's glad he's a help in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One way I found out to feel His presence when I'm in trouble is to feel His presence when I'm not in trouble. I know none of you, you know, can I I just beat me for a minute here? (laughs) I'm sure none of you, you know, you got them phones now with that ID stuff on it, and you can tell who's calling most of the time. Mine's messing up. I ain't got a clue most of the time who's calling me anymore. So I have to answer all of them. We've tried to fix it, whatever. But I tell them that phone's just not smart. I can mess them up. Smartphones—they're not a smartphone. I promise you. <laughs> but anyway, if the ID comes up, you see that ID, and you said, "I wonder what they want." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the only time they call me when they—I don't want the God of Heaven. <laughs> All right. I don't want the God of heaven. William Moore, well, man, he's praying. He's knocking on heaven's door. He must be in trouble. No, we don't want that, do we? No, we want to do it on a regular basis. And even though God knows everything, I'd much rather, and I, can I just play this out a little bit like I'd much rather, you know, if there's an angel up there, you know, it's kind of operating the door, and, hey, man, I'd much rather, you know, if my name comes up, and he just, hey, man, this guy calls all the time, man, open up the door, and they're shocked all of a sudden whenever they say, man, you mean you're in trouble? Last 50 times you call, man, it's about worship and praising, magnifying, and presenting other proof problems and situations. But this time, all of a sudden, you're the one in trouble. Guess what? God's going. And I'm telling you what, the reason the Bible talks about, he's a very present help in the time of trouble, because he knows who he can depend on. Whenever he also needs somebody to deal. Huh. Man, you know, sometimes God's needs. You know, Paul calls us soldiers, right? And soldiers are designed and trained and developed to do what? Fight wars. To help enforce peace. To help keep, uh, lack of a better term, idiots from being idiots. And sometimes not only just in the United States, but all over the world. Keep certain individuals being such... Uh, dictators to destroy human's lives without a a probable cause or reason and so we're ushered in and I I know with our government and things we're questioning everything today and I understand that but but still the bottom line if you go back and study history it's it's really (laughs) we went into a lot of countries and at times we could have took those countries over but we didn't we gave it back to them and sometimes they made a mess out of it again Overall, now I know we got a lot of mess, we got a lot of troubles, and I understand that. But overall, on the other hand, we've helped a lot of people. God's blessed this nation to help a lot of people in, up on this earth. Saved a lot of lives. Okay. <laughs> so as, as we, we sometimes God calls on us, and so that present help in time of trouble is because God needs somebody He can call on to walk into this trouble. And he said to represent him. Because the only hope they got is somebody that knows God. We see that in the Old Testament. How often he would raise up a judge. And how often he would call a David or a Joseph. And how they would be elevated and put into positions and places. And you can read all of their lives. From right on to Moses, and all the prophets, almost every one of them, had been pulled out of desert places, off the top of mountains, and out of valleys, out of out of places that, with loneliness, you might say at times, because God was molding and shaping, preparing them, a man to come into this place and position, to be able to handle it, not only to have the strength and the faith, a man to walk that walk. But after God begins to bless and anoint and perform the miraculous through them, they don't try to be a thief and take it because <laughs> they know where God brought them from and how he blessed them. So God's been so good to us, the church, the body of Christ, the disciples and followers of the Lord. Yes, we have our trials. Yes, we have our valleys and our turmoils and our bickerings and fighting. But I believe 100% would agree with me this morning. God's been so good to me. In my troubles and heartaches and disappointments, I'm telling you, God has been good to me. So, as we watch this lesson this morning, uh, I I know there's probably no way I can uh, cover it all. Uh, I'd love to be able to cover it from... Second Chronicles 28 chapter all the way through 32. I'd love to be able to go back to Isaiah 36 and 37. I'd love to go to 2 Kings the 18th chapter, amen, and just get all this and start ready and I'm going to do my best to do this. Um, again, we're living in a world today, how many of you are so thankful when God reaches down and you, you hear of stories or maybe you're one of those and, and God through his mercy and grace reached in? Uh, yesterday we had the little celebration with brother, and sister, Charlotte, amen. The adoption, and how no doubt that uh, Michael Colton's life has has a far better chance, a far better chance. First of all, they're introduced to this great gospel and truth, and because it's a lack of knowledge of this is what's going to cause a lot of people to shipwreck and come up, even though they th- they they felt, amen, amen. Though he th- man thinketh he stands, take heed lest he fall. Okay. And that that bothers me. It, that, and, and because I'm hearing so much, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of places is multiplying and growing. And man, they're just they're just leaping bounds, but there's not on the true foundation. They got a lot of hype. They got a lot of, a lot of mixed in. Got a lot of mingling, but they don't believe in the one God. They don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection. They don't believe the essentiality of repentance, separation, coming out. They don't believe in the essentiality of Jesus' name, baptism. But you can't find any other way to be baptized. Again, we go into a court that's higher than all. Regardless of what man thinks upon this earth and how many courts it goes to and how many they pass it. They can take that. They can take me to court, take me to Supreme Court, and they could, you know, pass a judgment saying, "Well, that's really not what it says, but that's what it says." This thing's a revelation. Thank God for the revelation of truth, and that we're founded upon this sure foundation. And then Paul comes along after that and says, "Every man take heed how he builds thereupon." Paul wouldn't even go to other places where the foundation's done laid. He he wouldn't go. He'd go because he knew the importance of the foundation. I, I listened to a contractor in just the last few days. A man talking about starting some work and things of that nature. Brother Brendan Fergus in there with us. and and uh, Actually, we were just there in the store talking. But anyway, and he, he was talking about how he wanted to probably keep his hand on the foundation part because he was simply making the statement, the foundation is most important because if you mess up the foundation then you've got to deal with it from that moment on and from no matter about the walls and the roof and everything else everything else is going to be out of pitch and everything else is going to be out of out of connection and so you've got to cut everything and it takes a lot more material a lot more because it just won't come out right and every time somebody else walks in and they start laying tile first thing they are going to notice after they pop a line and make a measure man this thing is out of square this thing is out of square man this thing is out of square you know why there's so many lives, lives is out of square out there that claims to be followers of Jesus, Jesus Christ because they're not on the right foundation get squared up right you got to get squared up That's the reason the power of the house of God has lost its effect. Amen. Because when you come in this house with a revelation, understand what can and will happen. When I come to this place, I find a rest. I find a strength. I can't find it at the hospital. I can't find it in the courtrooms. I can't find it. You may not even find it in your own home. But it's something about the house of God. I can find a strength and a comfort and ability. I can't find nowhere else. But let's admit it. World Times Hollywood has done its best to destroy the house of God. It's treated now in a manner and a way that with with little no respect at times. Come any old way. And we got we got and I don't blame I don't blame the pew for that. I blame the pulpit. Because because so many of us now has got where we want to come just any old way. We got where some of us that we don't want to come early and spend time in prayer either. We'd rather go golfing. I'm I'm, I'm getting on something. I'm. <laughs> so, imported to the house of God. Now watch this. Twenty-eighth chapter, Second Chronicles. Ahaz. This is this is the one that fathered Hezekiah. He he walked. He did walk not in the ways of the Lord. Now, if you read that chapter, and time won't allow me to recall it all. But anyway, if you read that chapter, watch this. Everybody's worshiping today. I don't care if they're in the house of God or not. Everybody is worshiping something. Today, whatever the individuals chose to go or not to go or give themselves the paces, but everybody is worshiping. And and if you go back and look at Ahaz, he, he loved worshiping, but not worshiping the way of truth. In fact, he wanted to take the temple that God had been designed and set up. And he wanted to go in there after visiting other places, and he wanted other altars, and take out the brazen no, and take and push it to the side, and build a more fancier altar, and one that he felt was more fancier, that would be more suitable to him, and what he would give himself. And he began to build groves and do this and do all these other things to tear down. Amen. He even started putting priests and Levitical ones of lower state. Amen. That wouldn't stand our belief for nothing. That's the reason it's a very dangerous thing. And watch this: we're still in the we're in that what we would call the Laodicean time. Amen. That's the Reason you're seeing so much shaken up and different things going on, Amen. In spiritual leadership, Amen. If they're not careful, and I talked about it some this week, and I'm not too sure what they all felt about it and thought about it. And right on to my oldest brother, <laughs> Amen. About the, you know some things going on the Methodist and things of that nature. I, I, I just told him, Hey, you can't be run by boards. It, it wouldn't shock me, Amen. If if the preachers don't even get a vote on it, they're sending individuals from each church to vote whether or not what to. Do. Now you tell me who's ruling it. I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you where we're at. And we're not exempt. And so with the house of God, the place of refuge. So for it to be a place of, of refuge, for it to be a place. Now watch this. Why is that so important? Notice refuge. Of Refuge is a place of safety, a place of comfort, a place that you feel secure. Amen. Against what? Against the storms, against the enemy. Amen. You know, you wouldn't call this a storm shelter. Amen. If we didn't have no walls up. You would call this a, a storm shelter. You know, I, I take you back to a real simple little, little, little story. Amen. Three little pigs. You got a wolf after you, buddy. Believe it or not. And you can build it out of hay and wood and stubble. But I'm going to tell you what. He's going to huff and puff and he's going to blow it down. And I'm telling you what. The devil's doing a lot of huffing and puffing and a lot of them has been blowing down. <laughs> but listen, baby, she's gonna survive the storm. She's gonna she's gonna rise up. She's like that old ship of Zion, buddy. You just load her up. She can handle it. She's gonna handle it. She's gonna you just get in and stay on board. You just get in the ark, honey. It doesn't matter, amen, if we're gonna be in this ark over a year and you let the waters come from beneath and from above, but she's gonna survive the journey. Cause why there was a man that heard God's voice and built it just exactly like he said to Billy. But people on the inside and on the outside, and put it all there. Raymond, he didn't do any of it. So, same way here, when you start talking about this, and so you go back and read that twenty-eighth chapter, you'll see what he has done. And then after he died, the writer talks about maybe, and I don't know, I don't know. I, I just know Hezekiah's twenty-five years old now. And when you pick up with him, he's beginning to rain. and he talks about when he's a child, he's watching when he's buried. Now, hey, I don't know all that. Okay. It's a possibility. I don't know, but but I do know this. The king, Hezekiah, amen. The first thing he began to do. The first thing. The first year of the first month of his kingship. He didn't order in new new furniture for the uh, for the palace. (laughs) He didn't order in a new desk. He didn't start running around killing the, the, this one or that one, amen, that may take the kingship from him. But the first thing, not the preacher, not the priest, not the Levites, the king, the first thing the king done was give orders to open the doors of the house of God. It's the first thing he'd done in the first month. And then after that, calling the, the priests, the Levites, calling them, I so said, don't you go in? we are got to open up the doors. Watch this. Everybody didn't just go in. There's a process. Honey, there's a process to get in this kingdom. We're going to do it either God's way or we're going to miss it. Jesus, Jesus taught us that. Jesus said that. You know, so I am the door. If you try to come up any other way, you come as a thief and robber. Okay? And so, watch this. As he begins to work with them begins to instruct them, they go in first. They got to clean the tabernacle. They got to take out the altars and things that weren't supposed to be there for, before any worship could take place. Folks, I'm telling y'all, listen to some of this. Oh, glory's coming back. Oh, glory's coming back. Because when you get them altars, and you get, that's a tabernacle plan, sweetie. It's a tabernacle plan. This is a place of altar of incense. This is a place of glory. This is getting behind the veil. If you wait and just blunder in here without going through a process out yonder, you came in as a thief and a robber. I'm talking about people that claims the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about people that have been instructed but just simply out of stiff neck rebellion. I'm going to do it my way anyway. it won't happen but watch this so he starts cleaning up the tabernacle he has them to go in and start cleaning putting things you know where it needs to be took out putting back altars where they ought to be and after that now watch this before he ever lets it take place for the king and for the people he first makes sure that the priest and the Levite sanctify themselves first Yeah. What's this? We're living in a world today because I was kind of questioned. I said, Well, I'd find another place to go. They voted in, didn't vote out, didn't change. There's no way I'd sit under a homosexual in the pulpit. Bottom line I'm not going to do it. Okay? And so here, at first, that the king Hezekiah had not made sure that Levites and the priesthood had sanctified themselves, follow the orders of offering the lambs, the sacrifices, and what, and shrinking the blood, and going through that, plan and becoming sanctified first, and then after that was done, they come in, brings them in. And all this process, now watch this. It took eight days, and it was 16 days later. It took them eight days just to clean out the tabernacle. 16 days before they get back with a report and start this process. It takes time, folks. It takes, it takes some time and some energy and some commitment for this to happen. Scripture told us, how quick can you get dirty? How quick can you become unclean? That's the reason when you and I have gone on highways and the byways and the, our business and entangled with the things of the world and the spirits of the worlds, and, and I believe that's one reason Paul warns us about uh, not to be entangled, not in the affairs of this world. I think you have to be careful with that because you can become in, involved in worldly affairs. <laughs> well, y'all looking at me like, this morning like I'm... <laughs> you got to remember, you you got a devil. and you got one. He's been conniving, deceiving, and, and trick trickery. Snare. You know what a good, tra- Billy, Billy Breland, he can tell you about this. You know how you catch them old sly cows? Man, would you set that trap? It's not out in the wide open out there in the middle of that road. Man, he's, he buries that thing. He makes sure he uses gloves and uses all these different things. Makes sure that none of his scent is left there. He makes the dirt and all that makes it look like just as natural as it's always been. And when he gets through with all of that, he's got a little antidote. that He's mixed up. That don't work, it does work. Malam told them, said, hey, I'll tell you how to, how to get them. Just go up win. Start cooking the right meals. Don't let them old ugly looking boys be their servants either. You pull out them pretty girls. Well, I'm putting it in my turns, but it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> You let them put on the right little perfume and the right little walk and the right little smile. said, you'll get them. And they did. The devil hadn't changed his tactics, ladies and gentlemen. See, the Word of God is still the Word of God. And it doesn't matter what direction we've got to go and take. When we start taking courses, you know what? the first thing we need to do? Is read in the Word of God about that course, that decision that you're going to make. And what the book says to do, that's what you do. And, and don't think, don't think, don't think that you can go outside what this says. Well, I'm just going to take me a little side road, and I'm going to come back, though. The problem with that, you, first, first of all, you don't know if you're going to make that side road. You don't know if you're going to have enough time to, have, to go out there and, do that and make it back. It's got a lot of people in trouble because they thought they could. And so they drove 100 miles an hour and had a wreck and never made it. Okay, that's international but it's true in the spiritual so there is a process that you have to go through for for hezekiah could ever set up for the greatest and one of the greatest josiah is the other the revivals that israel that judah ever experienced the house of god had to be set up right the men of god the servants of god had to be set up and then start bringing in the people and so After the house of God was set and all that, he begins to work on the city itself and individual homes. After they would come to the house of God, they would go back out into the city. And they started plucking up, amen, idols and altars and things that was ungodly and unwholesome. Started with the city of Judah. And he went from that. And after that took place, amen, it began to get a hold of them. They started to go out into cities. And so you watch it. a lot of preparation that's taking place and things that begin to happen. And as this process begins, now watch this. The King of Syria, Amen. Uh, he, he, watch. He, he's also in operation. Now we know if you go back to the writings of Isaiah. I believe it's the thirty-sixth chapter, thirty-seventh one, Amen. Again that it talks about four years into his reign. It took 14 years of this preparation. We know that that, uh, he began to build walls. Now watch this. He he began to take the time he's got and the energy and what's coming into him. He also began to build weapons and store them up and set them up. And so this is a balance, folks. And it's still, I'm going to tell you something, living for God is all about balance. Amen. And and sometimes you can get too far on one thinking, well, they're just lazy, or they this and they that and, and whatever because they don't match up to your thing, and you got to be careful running off of that. you got to be careful of making that judgment so quick and all, just making a blank statement over everybody. I, I, I'm just being honest with you this morning because God knows God knows what each one of us is at, our talents, our abilities, and what we can do and accomplish and things of that nature, okay? But that's what the house of God is all about. So as we come into this house and we've given our best and we've done everything we can to get cleaned up and, and reach that point and place, amen, as we walk in the Lord and walk in this great gospel, and walk in this great truth and God helps us along this journey but I'm gonna tell you it's so important it's I'm gonna tell you God expects us if we've been walking in this house for the last 25 years he wants me to walk in this house far different than I did 25 years ago he wants me to walk in here with a greater maturity greater insight greater revelation great great respect of where I'm at and what can happen what can take because you know what I got experience what can happen at the house of God he don't expect the same thing What's he don't expect that same thing out of the one that just hasn't never been, don't have a clue. And so they come in. But if we're not careful, hey, man, that one has been here 25 years. we start judging that one that just walked in or just been here for six months. And we begin to question them, why don't they do this and why don't they do that? Why don't? Well, what have we been doing? So we got to be careful with all this, okay? Because here we are in the house of God. And I'm telling you, it don't take a whole lot to, to grieve the spirit of God. Amen. It stop the glory from moving. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. Just what the scripture taught us when the posts move and the elders, amen, when they move. I'm telling you, there's a power of God and a glory of God. A move when nobody else can move it. And that's not a sign against the youth. I'm just telling you, that's just the way it is. But likewise, also, amen, when the elders and the elders and the posts refuse to move. Or they move with judgment and attitudes and spirit they can stop the move of God and stop the glory of God far quicker than the youth okay and so here's Hezekiah 25 years of age and just in his first little year or so of reigns, he's, he's setting these things up and he's cleaning up and he's building so he spent 14 years and then working on this and, and even to the point in places uh, I, I, I know time just not going to allow me but to uh, to to, to Uh, reached the point point, place that one place the writer talks about him, said that he he was actually greater in this particular. He was greater than all the kings of Judah, all the kings of Israel, all of them. He had moved with such a revival. Watch what he does here. He doesn't just affect Judah. Remember now, the kingdoms are split. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop for just his own little group and his own little household. But he also moves a man for all of Israel. He starts sending out runners, courses what they call but they're runners. They're going out into the highways and the byways. Amen. Taking it all of Israel. Inviting all of Israel to come back to Jerusalem. And come back to the temple of God. Come back to the house of God. Hey, that's what revival. I wonder what happened in this community. Amen. The power of God and the glory of God gets to moving in this house. Amen. All the backsliders start getting stirred up. All the backsliders start realizing, you know, that's my answer. That's the place I'm going to find comfort. That's the place I'm going to find strength. If I'm ever going to overcome this addiction, it's going to be by the house of God. God. It's not going to be by this program and that program. And I'm not against them. I'm not even preaching against them. I'm just telling you they're not as effective as God. They don't have the power and the authority as God does. They don't have the ability amen to deliver and set us free. He that the son is set free is free indeed. And there's no limitations in that freedom. Hallelujah. He has a power and ability amen to restore the backsliders and restore the lukewarm and move all in. But this is what they got to do. They got to have a place to come. A place where the glory moves. A place of the power of God. And this is what Hezekiah understood. And so 14 years he works at of this even to the point he starts building walls up next to the towers he starts building walls it's further out okay we're watching all this unfold and all this taking place and I can't help but leave because now here comes here comes the king of Assyria and if you go back and read especially in Isaiah's writings of the 36th and 37th chapter I'm going to read where he comes boasting and bragging. He'd be bragging on all of the cities that he has taken over and all the powers and all the other kingdoms and how the, all the other gods had failed them and come up short. Amen. To the point, amen. Now, watch this. When Hezekiah hears about it and the word comes to him that here he comes. Now, watch this. <clears throat> before he come to Hezekiah for the city of Jerusalem. There's the battle. All of a sudden now he's got his eyes on the city of Jerusalem. And, and the Bible says that he took all the king, all the cities of Judah, all the cities around Jerusalem. Jerusalem's the only city, amen, that, that in Judah has not been taken. I mean he's wiping them out. He's cleaning them up. All their gods are failing. All their gods are coming up short. Amen. Are not able to deliver them. And he comes up and he begins to brag and boast them. In fact, he uses the Jewish language. Even and though the, the team that had been sent out to him told him, said, hey, we know the Syrian language. You can speak in the Syrian language. He said, oh, no. He said, we come to be a voice. And the, and the Bible says with a loud voice, he lifts up his voice to them that's on the wall." To them that's sitting in the pews, them that's sitting in the house of God, he begins to lift up his voice. Because you know what? You know who he attacked? He attacked Hezekiah. He said, You're going to believe Hezekiah? This is the one, amen, that come and tore down your altars. This is the one that come and tore down your old way of worshiping. When he pulled down that serpent and the offer to that serpent, because they made an altar, amen, to the serpent and a worship to the serpent, serpent, amen, and sent them to God. And it came a curse to him instead of a blessing. And so Hezekiah had even pulled down that old, that. That old serpent way, ooh, praise God, hallelujah. That old serpent way will never get the job done. That's the reason you and I have got to walk on the Holy Ghost. And we've got to have a place that we come that the Spirit of God can move. And move with great liberty. Because our eyes will be blinded and our hearts will be seared. Amen. Without the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Amen. To cut away the flesh and cut away the darkness. And we can see where we're at and what we're doing and where we at. Now this is, this is just me, what I'm going to say here. I've never heard nobody ever say this but me. But I believe you'll watch David and all of his actions. When he took Bathsheba and when he had Uzziah killed and all that unfolded, I believe he was blinded to a point that's being king and holding his position that he justified himself. He okayed himself until a man of God walked into his life. And all of a sudden, when he gave him the little story about the little lamb, you lamb, the light came on, a realization got a hold of him. Oh, my God, what have I done? And he didn't do like Saul, blame this one and blame that one of the condition he was in. He took the blame and he started repenting. And even to the point, I've sinned against you, God, and you only. So that's, that's the power of a temple, of a place where the Spirit of God, the truth of God. There's got to be a balance of doctrine and spirit. You can have spirit without doctrine. You can have doctrine without spirit. But God, you help us find the balance between the two. <laughs> We've got them. Uh, they don't like what I'm fixing to say. We got them right here in this, this, this county. They got a lot of spirit, a lot of emotion, a lot of shout, a lot of dance, a lot of. And we've got them. It's got a lot of doctrine with no spirit. Don't shout about nothing. Don't want you to speak in tongues. Don't want you to. But I'm going to find my place right in, that, right in that middle in the truth of God with spirit and doctrine. Because that spirit won't survive. That emotion won't survive unless it's founded upon a doctrine, <laughs> on a teaching, on a chief cornerstone, on a sure foundation. You can take a foundation, buddy. You can just, you can just come out here and just pull it out. And you, you could take number one material, start building the walls. You would put up the best that got, the best that got to offer. Now, you watch this. What, what, did, the, what did the chief cornerstone, what did, he, what, did he, what did he instruct us? A wise man will do what? Dig down, build on foundation, get on a rock. Get on a rock, it's unmovable, it's unshakable. And I got to turn. And so as you watch this, the, the unwise will do what? It builds on the sand. He don't, he don't, he don't dig no footers. <laughs> he don't put any wire in it. He don't get no fi- fiber in the cement. He don't take any of those. He just said, any the foundation don't matter. It don't matter what church you go to. It don't matter what you really believe. Say, I believe when it comes to you and God, I believe that's just between you and... Well, that's funny. God didn't see it that way. But I tell you what He did do. He set up a church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. But you've got to build the church the way He said to build it. Just like he told Noah to build an ark. Just like he told Moses to build a tabernacle. Just like all of that was set up so he could come and, and work among them and, and guide and lead them. It hasn't changed today. In our technology, and all the worlds, and all the freedoms, even in America, in all the independence, all the independence that America shoved down our throat. We don't need independence. We need one another, and we need God. And we can't make it without both. I'm telling you, both of them's got to work hand in hand. Because I can't make it without a foot, and I can't make it without a hand, and I can't make it without an eye, and I can't make it without an ear. Hello, ever? body's important i don't care what part of the kingdom what part of the body you are you're important. you're important amen to fulfill the part of the body it doesn't matter what position you're holding as long as you're in the kingdom of god and pleasing the head pleasing the head what happens to be jesus christ that set up the fivefold ministry for what the edifying the building up of the body the body's a temple of god the body's a place where god can operate in front. this is how he ministers this is how he reaches out this is how he touch it's through us as we're led by the power and the authority of god and so we've got to make sure we build upon this foundation. Amen. And get it right. Get it where it needs to be. Because you know why? The enemy's coming. Now Hezekiah could have backed up and said, oh God. We got all this stuff. We got all this. Or he could have let pride got a hold of him. Praise God. We're ready for him. Just, just bring that little punk on. I'm telling you, it's in there. It's all in there. Okay. So watch this. Let's go to the 46th chapter of Psalms. Because this, this, is, the, this is where all this is kind of taken from. And how what it begin to unfold. Because these things are going to happen. There's going to be certain phone calls sometimes. There's going to be certain events. and Certain, certain things that we're drawn into. We didn't want to. Can I say this without being offensive? Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be. But sometimes huh, we're drawn into some troubles and circumstance situations. Huh. It's because of who we know. I ain't talking about Jesus there either. <laughs> you hardly ever call. I got a phone call just this past week. Yeah. Had a guy call me. He said, Brother Moore, I said, yes, sir. Again, I'm having to answer all my phone calls because I don't, I don't know. I knew he was out of Texas, but I'm going to answer it because I'm going to make sure. And uh, I said, yes, sir. this, Brother Moore. He said, Brother, I want to give my condolence. So I said, hey, 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 brother, what you give me condolence for? <laughs> well, your wife passed away. I said, Brother... You got the wrong brother Moore. I can tell you right now. Said, he said, "Oh, wait a minute." I said, "Yeah, I'm from Mississippi." He said, "Oh, brother." I said, "I'm sorry. I must be calling one in Texas." I said, "I'm not him." I said, "But anyway." So, so sometimes you'll thank God. <laughs> thank God that was one of them. Because <laughs> she passed away. She did it in the last two or three minutes. Because I just walked out to the shed do some praying, and then she passed away, and they, everybody knows it. I don't know it. So you got somebody from Texas calling me, telling me about it. Praise God. <laughs> but uh, but we knew it had to happen. But anyway. <laughs> So you just never know a phone call can change your world just that quick. Just that quick, you know. It could have been reality, you know, and all of a sudden found ourselves and dealing with circumstances situation. So trouble's going to come no matter what, okay? All the preparations go back, and I wish I had really went into detail a lot of that, but I just I just don't have the time. Amen. What Hezekiah had done. Fourteen years, a man, of working and laboring, and building walls. But watch this. Now when the enemy comes in, they're outside now. Watch this. The king done instructed them. Don't 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 answer him. I got a team that's gonna do the talking. It's like backseat drivers. <laughs> backseat drivers sometimes get you, they scare you. Watch out! What no! was I watching out for? You just, you may run over two or three people. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that screaming. <laughs> but anyway, you know, anyway, that's hard not to. I mean, you know, hallelujah. My wife, she's good at it, man. She's she in the back seat, though. Most times she's the pilot seat. So I guess I'd have to meet him. Anyway, praise God. But you know what I'm saying? So, so watch it. God had, Hezekiah, the king had a team to do the talking. So he told the men on the wall. You know, he wasn't going to let him intimidate him that way. And so sure enough, he comes and he's using the Jews. But he starts hollering and with a loud voice to them, it's on the wall. You though know, the team, he said, hey, he didn't even want to talk to Hezekiah. He won't talk to him because if he could persuade the men on the wall to come down off the wall. <laughs> That's exactly what the devil's still doing today. Trying to get, get the, the pew for coming down off the wall. Being about God's business, doing the things that, that were being instructed out of the Word of God with the anointing of the preaching of the Word of God. And then he begins to say, you're going to believe in that old Hezekiah? Amen. He's going to deceive you. He's going to cause you all to, to starve to death. I tell you what, my God, my Father, amen, He can bless you. He'll give you vineyards and, and, and water. And He promised them all of these different things. Hmm. But thank God they listened to the king and they didn't answer him a word. I have a, I have a, I, you, know, you know, that military, they got a way of putting it in them, buddy. They don't blink their eyes. They don't do nothing. And I have a feeling they just stand up there like that, like he didn't even exist. You know, sometimes it do us good act like the devil, doesn't even exist. I just say, talk to the hand because the ear is not listening. <laughs> you're wasting your time knocking on this door because you're a liar and you're the father of all lies. I done read what's in the book. I'm telling you. We'll leave that alone, but but I'm telling you, it's happening. And so, as that goes and begins to unfold, the word comes. So he sends to the man of God. The man of God Amos, Amos, sends back to them and tells them. And then for a time I'm to hurry up. Because then you get to the letter. He sends a letter to him. Guess what? He said, I'm going to send a rumor. Guess what? This is one rumor. God, God started it. God sent a rumor to the enemy and sends him back. He sends a letter to Hezekiah. What, what does Hezekiah do? The first time he goes to the house of God. I know I didn't take the time to go to the scripture. The first time he goes to the house of God. Now the second time the letter sent. What does it do? He brings that letter. And he comes to the house of God. And he unfolds it. You know what he's doing? <laughs> he's saying, God, this letter sent to you. Now some people think we're foolish when we think bring certain things in here and we bring it in here and we anoint it and pray over it. Hallelujah. How many members when Sister Woods faced it? Some that could have cost her and Caleb and all of them a, a pile of money and, and jail time and all that other, but it was brought here and we presented unto God. Amen. When it was carried back, they told her, hey, don't you worry about it. We're gonna take care of this. Don't even worry about phone calling away. And she hadn't worried a word about it and God took care of it. Okay, you know what? God still hasn't changed his mind about working for us, and God ain't changed his mind about working on our behalf. And God knows all the ins and outs and where we're going and how we're going but God's a faithful God and when you ask him by faith it doesn't matter what the outcome of everything else is going to be he's going to be faithful to your request he's going to be faithful to your prayer because it's presented in the house of God in the house of the God not just one of the God but the God because we believe in the only wise and saving God there is the only wise and saving name there is and so when we start asking in his name when we start presenting hey you can expect something to happen that's what Hezekiah done Reason, present it up to him and so, when all this is said and done, unfolds. Now, we're going to go, and I'm going to do it, try, try to do it kind of quickly. Uh, Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed? What, is, what, what would he be talking about here? Huh. David. David's a good example. he help us out here. He knew what it was to watch authority, both in politics. I'll tell you something, Holy Ghost filled people. That White House don't control our lives. I don't care who's in office. Don't control our faith in God and our emotions. That's a lot deeper than what you want to admit this morning, but I'm telling you, The White House, regardless who's in office or not in office, does not control our emotions, our faith, our confidence, our trust. And so we're not going to act like neither side of that line. Well, I'm I'm digging with something here that can... (laughs) Though the earth be moved by kingdoms... Hezekiah watched all the other kingdoms fail them. Hezekiah heard about all their so-called gods fail them. But Hezekiah's faith and trust was not in those kingdoms or their gods that was wood and hay and stubble. He believed in the true God. I still believe in the Prince of Peace regardless when the storms, and watch this. (laughs) There's a storm shelter built right up here. It wasn't built like everything else up and down. The walls in it, everything about it. Everything about that storm shelter was built with what in mind? Because a storm's coming. And somebody's going to need it. And that's the same way the house of God's got to be built. It's got to be built with a storm in mind because it's coming. Because a devil's going to come. Because an adversary's going to come. I've been preaching to this church the last four or five, six years. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it's on us. Now, are we going to make the stand? Are we going to put up the fight? Are we going to tune our ears into what this said and not watch the prosperity of this one and the prosperity of that one and this and doing that and that and doing that? Are we going to stay with what this book says? Because this is what's going to get us out of here. Okay? <laughs> I'm rubbing some things here. It's all right. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth where we're at, what we're dealing with. And so, as you watch this unfold, amen, with even Hezekiah. And this, this particular psalm, watch this. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. This is kingdoms, rulers of men, nations. Even though they're literally thrown into the sea. Sea represents a lot of time in Scripture. People. Go to Revelation. It talks about the four beasts that comes out of the sea. It talks about the whirlwinds and the four winds upon the sea. Scripture's taught us not to be tossed to and foe. I don't care if it's a political wind. I don't care if it's a family's wind. I don't care if it comes from the pits of hell itself. We're founded on something, amen, that will sustain us and keep us. If we'll just stay with it. And sometimes we're going to do just like Paul said. When you're done, all you can do to stand, just stand. You just stand on the wall that we pre-built. That's further out and more of a security against the the adversary. But just keep your mouth shut and listen to the king. Listen to the king. Amen. He told Moses, Moses told him, said stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord when he brought Israel out and brought him across the Red Sea. Stand still church and watch the salvation of the Lord. God's going to get the church out of here individually and collectively. You and I just got to sometimes just stand still, keep our mouth shut and obey God and obey the voice of God and obey the tongue of God in Allah, Truth is still truth, but God is what comes and goes. The comfort and the strength and the refuge is in the house of God. It's not in your money. It's not in your positions. It's not in anything else in this world, has God told. It's in the house of God. It's the most precious thing we got, folks. It's above everything else. It's above your own home. It's above your business. It's above your career. It's above your family. If you don't reverence and keep the house of God, you won't keep your family. If you don't reverence and keep the house, you're subject to lose your business or sell your soul to keep it. So, though the waters therefore roar, notice and be troubled, turmoil. That world... I see that world, the king of that world. It's in turmoil. It's, it's driven out of lust. It's driven out of pride and arrogance and high-mindedness. Who's going to be on top? Who's going to be the richest? Right now, all this mess and Trump and all that other by all that mess. That's all. That's all is. I'm not going to get caught up in it because all of them's going to dust. All that's going down, folks. The stage is just being set with all that's going on across these worlds for the Antichrist to start with. And if we're going to look for men, amen, outside of Jesus Christ, then we're going to be in trouble because we're subject to running to the Antichrist. But we're not running nowhere. We know, we know the rapture. Amen. And most of them still hope and believe in Revelation, the fourth chapter. Amen. When he called John up, called John the Revelator up, I hope the church leaves them. but. Brother Booker, it's going to pan out. I just hope I can stay in the pan until it gets panned out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So as we watch this, amen. And this is the first part of it. And he says, though the waters therefore roar in trouble, though the mountains shake with swellings thereof, swellings of that pride And every. And I'm telling you, I'll tell you right now, you don't know who's going to be your president next month, next year. It's just that shaky. Everything is so shaky. Everything that man's bill, amen, is going to be shaky. Everything that God cannot be a part of, that's the reason Bible warned us, amen, that our laboring and working, that God could be in the midst of it. You can get up early. You can stay up late and work with all of your heart. But if God's not in it, it's in vain. We want God in it. I don't care how simple it looks or whatever it may look like. to everybody else there's God in it. The habitation of God can be in it. And the blessings of God can be in it. It doesn't matter what we drive. It don't matter what we live in. It doesn't matter how we dress and how fancy it is. What really matters, amen, if we're glorified with the kingdom of God, and the move of God, and the power of God. Because that's the only thing that's going to get us out of here. Next part. That was Sheila. You better take Talk about that anyway. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad of the city of God. The rivers. Now we go from a sea to a river, out of your belly shall flow (laughs) the mess of the sea and its turmoil and roaring and everything, but out of the church's belly, out of a witness belly, out of an earthen vessel with a heavenly treasure can flow out of our belly, rivers of living waters that's calm and peace and knowledgeable and helpful. I don't feel like that's going over too good. but <laughs> Look, if we start acting like the rest of the world, then you tell me what kingdom's in us. If I start responding to the, the storms and circumstances, situation like, like the world responds to it, then what kingdom's in me? <laughs> I'm coming to the house of God. I just say it wouldn't be trouble. We got them, buddy. I had them. But he knew where to bring him. It amazes me how many people will miss church when trouble comes. When right the opposite of what they ought to be doing, if it's any way possible. Now, if they got you in jail, you are not called call for the church to come get you. But you know what? But even in jail, even in jail, I know one that can get you out, I know one that can send an angel. I know one that can send an earthquake. I know one, amen, that can shake everybody's uh, gates and doors until they're open. And everybody be loose. But you know what? Nobody wants to leave. Because all of a sudden, amen, the dungeon becomes a house of God. A place, amen, where it wasn't raging and roaring and all that. Even the old drunk said, "I'm hey, I kind of like this. This is far better than anything I've ever experienced. Hey, something about, hey, I'm telling you, you can, God can bring a drunk in this house and in 15 minutes, soar him up. It took three days for the world to soar him up. But God can soar him up in 15 minutes and fill him with the Holy Ghost and the wine. Hallelujah. Turn his world around. Turn his life around. That's what the house of God would do. You and I are testimonies and witnesses of the power, of the temple, of the house of God. Help us not to fail, Amen. That's the reason we can't be full of anxiety. That's the reason we can't be full of bad attitudes. That's the reason we can't let the wrong spirits get a hold of us. Hmm. Thank God for the house of God. I can come back here and I get my mind back, and get my heart back, and get my spirit. That's what the house of God's about. This is where I find a strength, a strength. But you can't. You ain't gonna find it nowhere else. It's here, to be victorious, to be an overcomer, amen. To walk in the powers and the love of Jesus Christ, amen. The streams that make glad the cities and the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. Folks. Listen to it. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. The heathens, man, they moved their own kingdoms. They're against one another. Nation against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. This is the only kingdom, amen, to really be a part of. A kingdom of peace and love and joy. And, amen. I'm going to tell you what, if you can't, that's the reason Paul warned us about taking our brothers to court. went over good too didn't it it's still in there (laughs) I wonder what happened in the United States if somehow they would wake up and say you know what I'm going to quit taking my brothers and sisters I'm talking about uh, uh, even out to uh, uh, suit of every time you know what it wouldn't be nearly as expensive in business if you'd have to worry about so many lawsuits we got people starving to death that some places could help them out But you know what? They have to throw the food in the trash can because they came to take the chance of a lawsuit because somebody gets a little bellyache. And you got some hot shot with a silver tongue. (laughs) come shooting up in court. Hey, I'm telling you, there's spirits behind every bit of that. And the only place you can be delivered from that is the house of God. And becoming the temple of God. And walking a man together. Hallelujah. And that's the reason it's so important for there to be unity in the house of God. That's the reason it must be to walk together. We must agree together. Why do you think the devil's doing everything he can to cause us to disagree? Finding a little, little imp, a little thing, a little hurt thing, a little hurt feeling over oh, here to cause disagreement. What about a place to cause that to happen than at the house of God? Because if he can ever get the house of God, he's got everybody and everything. But as long as the church is here, as long as the church is here, and man, you know what? We can resist him. We're gonna, be, we're gonna be a force that he's always gonna have to contend with. As till this church is raptured, buddy, he's gonna have to contend with us. As we walk in the Holy Ghost and walk in the truth of God. To be a testimony and a witness of his greatness and power. Thank God for the strength that we can attain from the house of God. You can stand. I'm about through. I know my time's up. Praise God. God's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Church is not going to be moved, ladies and gentlemen. Let come and go. What wants to? The church. The church. church. We found it. We're established. We're settled. We're stable. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathens going to raise, the kingdoms are going to be moved. Amen. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Our refuge. Our place of safety. Our place of comfort. Our place of assurance. Don't you love it when you go in prayer? By yourself or with someone, the power and the glory of God moves in that prayer meeting. And whatever may have caused you to go into that prayer, sometimes just the, it's the duty we don't do, but, but I'm talking about when circumstances, situations, troubles cause you to go into that prayer. And when you know the hand of God and the voice of God is moved with no other evidence whatsoever. You just trust God. You just believe in God. God's got it. God's got it. And he does. When you and I go in prayer, and we come together, and especially we're two or three coming together, I'm in the mist. And if he's in the mist, and you petition him, I'm telling you how to change everything. The outcome it doesn't matter what the doctors are saying. It doesn't matter what the lawyers are saying. It doesn't matter what all the other family members are saying. It doesn't matter what happened to grandma and grandpa and all the previous times before. God, God, when he's petitioned and when it's really released. Hezekiah didn't have not one other city. King of Assyria had destroyed every single city in Judah that they came against. Took every one of them. Jerusalem's the only one that's left. Forty-six cities they had untaken. But Hezekiah put his faith, his trust. Scripture talks about it. He even he even receives recognition above all the previous kings and all of them thereafter. It's in the scripture. Even above David. Hmm. It's putting his trust in God. Let's put our trust in God. If we'll do that, God's got it, and God will work it out. Would you help me pray this morning? God will love you this morning and appreciate you so much. We thank you for every soul and every individual that's a part of this service with us today. And God, we're so thankful for you and for your word and thankful that uh, that the church, a place that we can come together and join together a place that we can come and lift up our voices, lift up our hearts and call on you and cry out to you. A place that not just in trouble, but God, yet in trouble, that you're a very present help. When the letters come or oh, the voices come that tempts us, that wars against us, that battles against your will and your purpose, your words taught us, whatever we ask in your name, believe in it, we shall obtain it, we shall receive it. And God, as you guide and lead us, not throughout just this day, but all the days of our lives, you help us. You help us come to that realization. You help us come to that understanding, the power a man of your presence in our lives. The power of the house of God. This place that has been dedicated and given for your service. The field that we're praying for and the buildings that we're praying for. The pets God for your glory and fulfilling the feeling of your purpose. To put it into our children's hearts and minds and spirit. For there are some storms that's coming down the pipe now. Amen. In the spiritual realm without you God. Without your anointing. Without you touching and Inspiring and moving and helping us along this journey we're going to be gobbled up but oh God we're looking unto you and we're crying out to you and we're putting our trust in you today to help us God not only to get out of trouble but God help us lead us and guide us in the midst of the storms and where we at you would be that day star in our hearts that day star in our minds and in our spirit the families it's even under the sound of my voice here this morning God the struggles the battles amen against carnality and against the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness high. But God, you would shine down upon each one and be that voice and help us. Help us like never before, God, to lead us into revival. Lead us back to old glory. God, put that excitement and that joy back inside of us to be back in the house of God. Back in the house of prayer and worship. And as you move among us and use us, I promise you, Lord, all the glory, all the praise and all the honor is going to be lifted to you and to you alone as you baptize this place, as you anoint this place. I pray for nothing but the Father there's will in every soul and every heart I pray it in no other name but in the name of Jesus Christ thy will be done in Bendale Mississippi in Jesus name we pray love you this morning appreciate you Uh, hoping praying trying amen to amen the, the house of God the place of worship don't let this God of this world eat up all of your energy and time and strength that when you make to the house of God on a Sabbath that you don't have nothing left for your God Okay, take a nap on Saturdays, go to bed early, eat a Snickers on a Sunday morning for breakfast. I don't care what you got to do. Drink two cups of coffee. But come in this house, I'm ready to have some church. I'm ready to glorify God. What a beautiful presence of God that's been here today and right from the very beginning. That first song and what God will do. Among us and through us. Continue to pray. Let's continue to pray for Montana. Continue to pray for all of our loved ones. Our friends, our neighbors, our community. We want revival. We want to see the mighty hand of God. To manifest itself. And do a work among us and through us. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.